Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. We have got a very special episode of Ball Blast for you today, guys. My name is Kate. And I'm Michelle. And you can find me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And you can find me, Michelle, at BallBlastEm. BallBlastEm. E-M. We have Stepmom Lauren on today. Stepmom Lauren. We are celebrating her birthday. We are very excited. She'll come on in a little bit here. We're going to talk about the news and notes before we bring her on. But is there anything you want to say before we get into news and notes? Besides happy B-Day, Lauren? Yeah. No. That's all I have to say. Follow us on Patreon. Oh, that's kind of important. on Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ball Blast. Yep. Extra episode per week answering your fantasy questions in our Slack chat. Yeah. Yeah. We're cool girls. Come talk to us. Yeah. You it's just got to pay for fun. it. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Michelle. Let's get into the news. Breaking news. Breaking news. All right, let's get into the news. Lots to talk about today. George Kittle, knee injury. Debo Samuel with a shoulder practice in a non-contact jersey on Thursday. It's, we're, I, like, I know Wednesday's the Veterans Day off. Thursday's usually the day where we get an idea of player availability for for the week. I Right before we jumped on this podcast, actually, to record, it, I got an alert that says Kittle, Debo Samuel, and Emmanuel Sanders should all play this week. Which so is good news. It's good news. Um, do you feel safe playing all of them? Like, Sanders played last week. Um, Samuel, this is a new injury. If you had to pick bef- be, uh, between Debo and Sanders, who do you feel better about? I think I feel better about Sanders. We've seen his involvement. I actually feel better about Samuel. So really? Yeah. See, I guess I don't know the extent to the shoulder injury. That, that's exactly it. Like, we saw James Conner with the shoulder injury, one hit. Like, it takes one wrong hit. And I guess it's the same with Sanders, right? Like, with a rib injury, you take one wrong hit. But I would rather Sanders have the Sanders struggled last week with the, the, the same injury. Like, we've already seen Sanders play through this injury. But he's and one he struggled. further removed. Yeah, but it's ribs. Those take a while. I just, I still think if Debo's good to go, I'd rather play him than Sanders. That's okay. all. Are you playing Kittle? I mean, it's a good matchup. You play Kittle if he's active. Tyrion. Yep, I agree with you. I mean, who else are you playing over him? Uh, if you have Darren Waller or George Kittle. Darren Waller has been sucking. Okay. So, yeah, George Kittle. George Kittle all day. Okay, but yeah, Devo Samuel, Manuel Sanders, and George Kittle are all supposed to play. Not good news on Matt Breda. He's looking to be out. Um, it is a Sunday night game, so you do have that risk. If you don't own Ross Dwelly, you could just end up with a big fat zero in your Kittle spot. Monday night football, you do have the Ravens. You could pick up Hayden Hurst. Yeah, it would have to be Hayden Hurst because everyone owns. And Hayden Hurts. Mm, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, because everyone owns, you know, Mark Andrews. I guess maybe you could get super lucky and Gerald Everett could be out there, but that's still not even a good play. Maybe Tyler Higbee. But yeah, if you're going to hold out for George Kittle, 
you better hope he plays. But I do. The signs right now are pointing to he plays. All right. Uh, next up, the two. I mean, the two most hurt offenses in the league right now have to be San Fran and the the Steelers. Uh, right yeah. now, Juju looking to not be playing. Like no chance of that. Connor's looking like there's no chance of him playing. Deontay Johnson, I guess, is practicing in full. He was the one bleeding from his ears during the game after his concussion. I'm actually shocked. Scary. About that. Like yeah. he probably shouldn't be playing. Um, I mean, if he if he successfully moves through the protocol, I I don't think after a player bleeds out of his ears that they're gonna take a chance that he's not ready to go from this concussion. I like I'm more surprised about Juju, but it came out after the fact that. He's got this knee injury. He's got a bulky knee brace on. Not a good sign. I think if he sits out, it has to be more due to the knee than the concussion. Because they have had 10 days. And neither Juju, or I don't know much about Deontay's concussion history, but it doesn't seem like Juju has a long history of concussion. So normally if you don't have a history of them, you can come back a little bit faster. This has been 10 days. I did expect both back. But then once I you know, really dug deep into Deontay's ears bleeding... I did not know if he was going to come back, but I guess he is, which Generally is good news. not a good sign. It's good news for the Steelers, though. James Washington or Deontay Johnson, who are you playing? Because mm. don't play both. We got to pick. Do one not play both. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with James Washington, who's done it a little bit more recently. He's James looked- Washington has more yards than Chris Godwin over the last five weeks. I think. Stop weeks. it. Yep. You've got to be kidding. I just looked at that. I'll tweet it out, but he has more. He's he's doing fine. He's doing fine for sure. He's uh, looked, but like just, you know, we obviously watch the Steelers games pretty closely. I just, I like when I'm watching him play, he's making bigger plays in bigger moments. I'm starting to trust him a little bit more as a All of a, a sudden player. he has good hands, which is weird because he had the worst hands ever. And all of a sudden it's like he catches the most amazing balls. And you're like, why couldn't you catch a wide open pass in week two, but you can catch this ball that's over five defenders. But either way, moving That's on. That's what he does, though. He's a big play dude. I like it. James Conner is likely out. Jalen Samuels, I think, is a go. Like, not just a go health-wise, but I think you can plug him into your lineups, especially in PPR leagues, and he's going to be fine for you. But Benny Snell, knee injury. Uh, he had surgery a few weeks back. He's a full participant, and he's planning to play on Sunday. So that's someone you have to worry about with Jalen Samuels. I think Benny Snell does get the bulk of the carries. I don't know if I want to play Snell. Like, if I had to play one or the other, I'm choosing Jalen just because of the passing work. Um, Like, Benny Snell, I, I, I'm i happy he's back. The Steelers need a good running back. Jalen Samuels is not a good running back. He's a good pass catcher. He's a good tight end, yep. <laughs> That's what he was. Um, another injury to note, Mitchell Trubisky with that terrible hip injury. <laughs> is just fine. Is just fine. He yeah. has resumed full practice. And we say terrible hip injury as in benching. They're the same thing, right? Yes. Oh, hip okay. injury is obviously key for benching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, uh, he was out for personal reasons last week, caught many off guard, saw him in plenty of lineups in my leagues yep. that they just didn't. They didn't get the alert in time. He resumed uh, practicing Thursday, so he should be good to go. They say they still don't know if he's going to play, but if he's back there practicing, it wasn't due to an injury. I don't really know why he wouldn't go. He's not 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 a a rookie. rookie. Yeah, he's a vet guy. He's been with the team for a few years now. Like he He should be in the lineup unless something bigger is going on that we don't know of. 
That's yeah. all. Uh, but definitely keep an eye on that because I had him in my lineup in one of my dynasty leagues and I, I did see the alert in time, but it still hurts because I had like no one to play over him. Tyler Lockett with his shin. It looked bad a couple weeks ago before the bye. Um, he remained limited on Thursday, but I, I mean, I feel like Pete Carroll thinks he's going to play, but Carroll always thinks his players are going to play. So keep a real tight eye on that. I don't think any of us will know until like game time. Well, Pete Carroll, he definitely has the, the rosy glasses, but it, what... Tyler Lockett had, so it sounded like he was sort of looking at compartment syndrome, um, which is when you have like this intense swelling of the leg, you it, your blood flow to your leg is essentially impacted because your leg is so swollen, it like cuts off circulation. So it's either extremely bad or if you can get the swelling to go down. It's fine. Hopefully it's fine. Okay. And I don't think he had to have, like, so, I mean, some people literally have to have their legs cut open. Yeah. To relieve pressure. Well, I'm guessing if they think he can go this week, that obviously they figured out a way to... I don't think his leg was cut open. That's good. Sterling Shepard remained a full participant, which is great. We saw him practicing um, in a, a full capacity I mean, before. sooner or later you have to come back from concussion, right? <laughs> like, Talk to Jordan Reed about that. Yeah. Well, Jordan Reed has had like 20 times more than Sterling Shepard. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for news and notes. Can we bring on Stepmom Warren, please? Like, yes. I'm so excited to talk to her. Let's do this. Everybody, welcome the birthday girl to the Ball Blast podcast. Stepmom Lauren, what's going on? Happy birthday. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you Brenda. so much for having me. Oh, Brenda. Yeah, I was like the biggest waste of humanity today and it was glorious. I'm so I literally did nothing. It was amazing. Top it off with some Thursday night football. I know, which is so great because I get, not only did I have the greatest birthday by not doing literally anything, like I did not brush my teeth until 4.30 in the afternoon. Love it. But I get to come on the podcast with you ladies, like two of my favorite ladies in fantasy football. So this could not be a better day for my birthday. This is awesome. What are you drinking today for your birthday celebrations? Well, in case you don't know who I am, I like Tito's. So in case anyone wants to give me gifts, um, Tito's, please. Uh, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. If you want to send me stuff, send me Tito's. Yeah, so I do. I have my soda stream, so I carbonate my own water. Funny story, though. Let me interject this. So they come with these, like, little CO2 canisters that if you exchange them at, like, Walmart, wherever you buy stuff, um, it's, like, $15. My husband went and got, like, a gigantic CO2 canister, like they have at, like, restaurants. So now we just refill our own. (laughs) It's the greatest thing ever. So he's like, nah, we'll just skip that. Let's go ahead and get a really big CO2 canister. I'm like, this man is so handy. I'm so glad I married him. So I've got my carbonated water, Tito's, and a little bit of lime juice and some uh, Mio lemonade flavoring. It's very nice. That sounds great. We uh, we order about 12 bottles of soda water every week that we grocery shop. So we pick up our groceries. I'm wondering if the grocery store is starting to think like, what are they doing with this soda water? We just drink the soda water with... A uh, splash of cranberry juice, but now, now that I'm thinking about it, they probably do think like, man, these girls are alcoholics. Yeah, for sure. Oh, people say that about <laughs> me, and I do not care. I'm like you are right. Tonight so, we're drinking some right. uh, blueberry meals that I made, and they're pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. we got. We we're got getting fancy, fancy tonight for your birthday. Yes, celebrate! Woo, everybody! If you do not know stepmom Lauren, you can find her on Twitter at stepmom Lauren. Lauren Carpenter, writer for the Fantasy Footballers. How is everything going? How is your season going so far? 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, I wish I could say that everything was like roses and rainbow (laughs) farts of glitter from unicorns. Unfortunately, that's not how it's going. I'm doing really well in one league. That's like a big money league for me. So it's really good that I'm doing really well in that one. Um, I'm going to send you that lineup for that one. Anyway, you'll freak out because it totally looks like a dynasty league with all the big names that I have, but it is a 12 person redraft. I swear to God, it's crazy. I have Camara and Zeke and Kittle. It's nuts. Right. So my other ones, I, you know, I had a lot of injury issues, which, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a fantasy expert, if you're a fantasy analyst, writer, things happen. It's fantasy football. So even us analysts get hit by the injury bug. Um, I managed to make some really big trades in a couple leagues that really bolstered my team. So I did not give up when I was down under 500. I'm still making that push to get into the playoffs. Um, in a couple leagues, I do have to rely on luck and winning. In some other leagues, I just need to rely on winning. But I'm I'm making making it happen the best that I can. But you know, there's there's it's it's hard when you have a a really bad draft spot and guys that you thought you really liked in the offseason just did not hit for you, and couple that with injuries, it's hard. But you just don't give up. You just keep pushing. So <laughs> I am giving myself dignity, knowing that I haven't just completely thrown everything out the window and I don't set my lineups anymore. No. I will play spoiler if that is what I'm reduced to, and I don't care whose feelings I hurt in the process. I am going to finish strong. How about you guys? Um, I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually doing better in my dynasty leagues this year than uh, redraft. I feel like I'm right there at six and five or seven and four, though, in most leagues. But in the Ball Blast Listener League, I'm a good, uh, what am I, one and nine or two and ten. It's fantastic. So I'm looking great in our Listener League. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real real good. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. No, yeah, yeah I, I can't. I, I can't win. I can't win in that league. It's fine. I'm kidding. It's all good. <laughs> um, but we're going to play a game with you. And it's, it's called a birthday it's game. <laughs> it is a birthday game. It's called Pin the Tail on the Player. Oh, gosh. So we're going to give you some clues, and you're going to guess the player, and then we're going to discuss this player and what in the world to do with them, okay? By the way, I suck at the actual game of this, pinning the tail on the donkey, and I also suck at guessing games. So, um, Bob Last World, you are welcome. <laughs> well, by the end, like I, we get pretty in depth by the end if you're not getting it. So sooner or later, you'll you'll guess it. All right, all right, all right. Ready? The first three clues for this person. Okay, I am okay, the lead I'm back. Ready, I think the okay. lead running back on my team. Okay, yeah. There have been 18 running backs with at least 125 carries on the season. Okay. Out of those 18 running backs, I'm the only running back to not have 500 rushing yards on the season. What? Yes. I am only averaging three and a half yards per attempt. Make your first guess. Le'Veon Bell. No, but close. He's That's a pretty good guess. That's a good guess. Nineties. Okay. Well, it's not Kalen Bellage because he averages just over a yard. <laughs> yes. And this person's so. had over 125 carries. Don't forget. Oh my God. Okay. Really? Um, Okay, this person has never, uh, has only, sorry, only has six runs over 10 yards, which is the worst out of this group. Oh, geez. Okay. Hold on. So it's not Le'Veon Bell, huh? Mm-mm. They're Shoot. dead last in yards per attempt after contact. So once they get hit, they're going basically nowhere. It is. You sure it's not Kalen Bellage? Did <laughs> <laughs> say dead last? It's nearly dead last. So Kalen Bellage might be one below them. Okay. So nearly dead last. Okay. Um, I, like Adrian Peterson? No. All right. No. This one will help you. Ready? Okay. My- Probably not because I told you I'm terrible <laughs> at this game. <laughs> My team decided to draft a garbage can of a quarterback instead of two potential Hall of Famers in that same draft. Oh. Oh, 
now I got you. So David Montgomery. Yes. <laughs> okay, now I got it. That really helped. As soon as you said garbage can, I'm like, oh, Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Maybe just a little mean, but it's okay. He kind of deserved it. And very true, though. It's kind of true. Okay, so David Montgomery here. He's struggling, right? He doesn't. He's right, getting right, all these right. carries, um, and clearly it's not producing. He's the only one without 500 rushing yards. What are you doing with him? Are you keeping him on your roster? Are you playing him? Oh, God. well, you're drinking a lot, which <laughs> I do anyway. So any excuse I have to be like, oh, I guess I need a cocktail. I'll take one. He's got a juicy, a couple so of juicy hard. matchups coming up. He's got the Giants this week, Detroit next week, both very doable on the ground. But like, what do you do for this guy who's seen like 15 plus carries in how many games? And he's just not, not getting it done. He's a low end RB2, RB3. I understand. You know, the first thing, the first thing that has to change is like Matt Nagy needs to be fired. Um, it, but it's tough. Um, I am hopeful that things could turn around, but I am not super excited about it. I'm I'm not dropping him. Um I'm, Are you I'm playing keeping him? him on my bench and I'm hoping and praying. Oh, if I didn't have any other choice. Um, obviously, yes. Like Jonathan I would, Williams I this week, to. Um, or David Montgomery, I actually, or David Montgomery, right? Um, I want to say David Montgomery because their other option is Tariq Cohen. You know what's so friggin' weird about this? I have Tariq Cohen. Really? I like playing Tariq Cohen. I would not feel as happy about playing David Montgomery. Yes, because it just clearly that's just me because he did well last week, so I'm happy about that. But yeah, it's you have so much faith in David Montgomery or so much optimism for him for this season that you're so disappointed. You have to play Tariq Cohen like I do and he sucks. You're like, eh, Tariq Cohen, it sucks. Like, you know, you just have that expectation of Cohen. Yeah, I do say, I will say, Tariq Cohen is the reason why people hate PPR leagues. Like, if you hate PPR, it's because of Tariq Cohen. Because he will get nine receptions for, like, 15 yards and he will have no carries. And for some, somehow he gave you a good game because nine receptions. He's the reason why people hate PPR. And you're never playing Tariq right. Cohen. You're always beaten by Tariq Cohen. Yep. And that's oh, what's... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm playing him, but yeah, that's very true. Ooh. Okay. So what's, what's your threshold for, for David Montgomery then? Like what's the, the lowest end kind of player where you're like, all right, I'll play David Montgomery. Like Miles Sanders, his rookie, the other rookie with him, Miles Sanders or David Montgomery for the rest of the year. Oh my God. Uh, uh, if Jordan Howard is totally healthy, I would play David Montgomery. So I think rest of season I would I I'd keep I keep David Montgomery. Okay. Plus now you have Jay Ajayi. They just love adding running backs to the mix. They love being really confusing, which sucks when you're like in this fantasy industry, either trying to help yourself or other people. Because it's like I don't know. Like what what do you do with this guy? It's hard. Yeah, I like it. Why can't it be easy? (laughs) I would keep him on my bench. And hopefully not have to play him. But there's going to be a lot of people who have to play him and just cry about it, I guess. All right, we're going on to our next one. All right, we got one more pin the tail on the player. Good Lord, All another right. chance for me to make yes. a total ass of myself. <laughs> no, you oh, did yeah. good on the last one. It's no fun. pun intended. See what it did there, donkey? Okay, oh, yeah. nice. Did All right. Sh- Again, I'll, get, I'll give you three clues here. Good Lord. I am, <laughs> I am one of 10 wide receivers with over 60 targets since week four. Cortland Sutton. Nope. Out of the, <laughs> <laughs> he probably 
probably does have more than 60 targets though. So that's okay. On, that's okay. on point out of these okay. 10 wide receivers. I'm the only one without 400 receiving yards. Everyone else has at least 500. So he doesn't even have four, 400. Everyone else has at least 500. That's a massive OBJ. difference. Nope. Yeah. I've seen 10 deep targets, which means over 20 yards since week four and have zero receptions on those targets. Only one of those 10 targets has been catchable. <laughs> so think about quarterback there. Robbie Anderson. Nope. <gasps> Any other guesses before I keep going on? Oh, keep going. I mean, I'm so bad at this game. And you know, when I go back and listen to this, even if I like didn't know the answers, which I'll know them anyway, I'm be like, oh, why didn't you think of that? Like, I literally cannot think of like five different okay. wide receivers off the top of my head because I'm under pressure. Remember the first one though. There's only 10 wide receivers with over 60 targets. So it's one of the top wide receivers okay. in the league getting a lot of targets. Uh, my quarterback has okay. thrown seven interceptions when targeting me, which is the most in the league this season. Hey, you no, back off Mike Evans. It's not Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. He doesn't, my, this <gasps> guy does not have 400 receiving yards since week four. And Mike Evans has that in like one game, okay. please. <laughs> okay. Okay. Any guesses? I just gave three that were terrible, right. apparently. Okay, one more, one more. One more clue, one more clue. This should help you. I was the wide receiver one in okay. weeks one through three. I have been the wide receiver 28 from weeks four through 11. Oh, geez. Who was fantastic in the beginning of the year? Killing it. And now he's sucking. Oh, God. I I, I don't know. Just tell me. (laughs) Okay, my quarterback is apparently a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he is terrible lately. Nothing. Devontae Adams? But he was hurt, though. Does that count? No. Can't be Devontae Adams. <laughs> All right. One more. One more. What All right. Last See, week. So my last week, my quarterback threw four interceptions. Well, Jameis Winston did. Is it Chris Godwin? No. It can't I be used to be See, located in San Diego, but now I'm in L.A. Oh, yes, Keenan Allen. There you go. Oh, poor Boo. See, but okay, I have to give it to myself. My other guesses weren't all that horrible. No, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. But yeah, that's how bad Philip Rivers has been. Um, no, y'all. He's God. been terrible. I needed three points to win last week, Philip Rivers. I hate you. And so does Jason Moore. We talked about it collectively that we hate you. <laughs> I got beat by Philip Rivers. Tell me how that feels. No. Yeah. How is no. that possible? I had Melvin Gordon and Tyreek Hill. She had Philip Rivers. And uh, oh, Tyreek Hill got hurt. Nicole Hardman, mm, and I it. thought for sure I had it in the bag. Oh, well, I was going up against Keenan Allen. Um, oh, I think I was going up against three people. Uh, it was Pat Mahomes, Keenan Allen, and uh, someone else. Oh, Sammy Watkins. I ended up winning by point one points. Keenan Allen on the last on the last play. Keenan Allen got sixteen yards instead of seventeen. That's the only reason I won. I was going up against Patrick Mahomes in one league that's like crazy high scoring for quarterbacks. Like, and when I say crazy high, I mean like Russell Wilson can get 90 point games, that kind of weird, crazy high scoring. I had Mike Evans and Hunter Henry going up against Pat Mahomes. I clearly should have had no choice. I only lost by three points because Philip Rivers did Oof. not hit either Mike Williams or Hunter Henry for one oh, more reception. I don't even want to talk about the Hunter game. Henry. I needed 11 more yards in this league. That's impossible to score points. And I would have won, but instead I tied and lost because there's a tiebreaker. Anyways. Why do we play this yeah. game? Fantasy what are you doing with Keenan stupid. Allen? Because he's an every week starter, right? 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 Yeah, he is. I really like, I, I do, I agree. I like his outlook moving forward. Um, I But dude has not been very good. It's hard to bench somebody that's I know. averaging but 10 listen, targets per are, game. Are you going it to is. continue playing this person? Let me, let me read all of his stats to you, and I'm not skipping any game. 
5 for 48, 4 for 18, 2 for 33, 4 for 61, 7 for 53, 3 for 40, 8 for 68. All of those games I just said, zero touchdowns. Last week, he had 71 and a touchdown. That's the only thing that really saved his week was that touchdown. Are you going to just close your eyes and just say it's Keenan Allen? Here's what I want to know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, here's what I want to know. <laughs> You're going to, aren't you? I totally am. <laughs> okay. What about? I am. No, I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay. All right. I'll save it. So we're obviously we're not dropping Keenan Allen. The the real question here was: Are you just going to keep plugging him in and just hoping for the best? And I, I think the answer is yes. We've seen Keenan Allen go through these like down stretches before, and he tough, comes back. He's got a tough schedule coming up: Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, jinx! All right. Minnesota. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, on paper, it looks just atrocious looking back and forward. And like, so why do I like him? I don't know. But it, it always just seems like this is how they go, right? They're going to try to make some weird last minute possibility of like, if this person ties or if these other two teams lose, and maybe the Chargers might have a chance to get in the playoffs and they suddenly turn on the Jets and things are just different and they play against these impossible matchups really well. I don't know. It's really hard for me to sit Keenan Allen. Um, a lot of that, yes, it's the name, but all of it is... He always goes back and forth. So he has great games, bad games. The thing is, he obviously, he's still getting targets because, like I said, he's one of 10 wide receivers uh, with over 60 targets since week four. Right, right. So he's one of the top wide receivers getting all these targets. It's just, it's not connecting. It's not working. But I... I think you got to just keep playing. And normally when we look at stats like this, where they're getting the looks or getting the targets, it normally comes together sooner or later. Yeah, it's, it is painful. All right. Well, we're going to get into our next seg- segment now. This or that. Kind of a flex play addition, but we do have one quarterback yeah. uh, discussion in here. So it's really just hard decisions for this week, either due to matchup, um, due to a better player versus mm-hmm. a, a worse player with a better matchup. So we're going to talk about this. Okay. Did I describe that well? Yeah. Did you understand that? I felt like that was a terrible description. I felt like it was, I thought it was good. Doo-doo. And I doo-doo. almost laughed like a five-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. All right. First <laughs> one up. doo-doo. By the way, Kate <laughs> has a little bit of a throat issue here. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's okay. I'm coughing every five minutes. Thank God for the the mute button. I still have the plague from my trip to New Orleans. Also, people on planes are disgusting. Yeah, I know. It's It will not go away. It's like one of those lingering, festering, like awful colds that just like won't leave. It's, it's so irritating. Yeah, your body's probably a little run down. <laughs> well, and the French Quarter is a little dirty, in case anyone doesn't know that. It's not the cleanest city. So, you know, I was also drunk for five days. So that tends to hamper the immune system. That was your medicine, but you overused it. So it doesn't work anymore. Just a little yeah. bit. Although the, the vodka in my system was like, I will fight off germs for you for like four hours. And then it was like, no, I'm done. I'm done now. Too, too many, too much. I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our first this or that. Josh Allen, the quarterback six on the season, by the way, versus Denver um, in Buffalo or Aaron Rodgers in San Fran. He's the quarterback nine on the season. Which one are you going with here? Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, normally, this would be a pretty easy decision. I mean, Not Aaron Rodgers or, or Josh Allen. But you're looking at Josh Allen, the quarterback six, who's actually been one of the more consistent mm-hmm. fantasy assets he hasn't been turning over the ball since their bye week. He's he's been playing some some cleaner football, which is absolutely crazy to say that about Josh Allen. Then you look at 
It, it's Aaron Rodgers. Right. What do you do? Right. I'm going to be such a hypocrite right now. Don't you love how I'm totally just throwing that out there? So remember we talked about Keenan Allen and I'm like, but it's Keenan Allen. Don't do that with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it. it, it I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but in this case against, you know, if you're going to make a choice between who to start, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, you start Josh Allen. Um, He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. He can also score touchdowns with his legs. That is something that Aaron Rodgers does not have. And that is what counts in fantasy football. I like Josh Allen. I agree. I think both of them are terrible matchups. I really do. But I like that Buffalo's home, uh, A, and Aaron Rodgers has to be away. He does always have this weird chip on his shoulder against San Fran because they were his team growing up and they picked Alex Smith over him. But I mean, that only works for so long. I don't I don't know if that uh, he needs to grow up. He's like 52. I know, for real. Come on, Aaron. But the issue with the, the, the issue with Aaron Rodgers is he's so boomer bust. Like he over the last six weeks, right? Like last week um, before the bye, quarterback twenty three. Before that, quarterback twenty two, and then he was a quarterback three and the quarterback one. Fantastic. But then quarterback twenty two, and then quarterback one. So he's either like literally the quarterback one on the week, or he's he's killing you, and he's in the twenties. Um, so yeah. he's very boomer bust. Yeah, he's doo doo. Where uh, <laughs> where Josh <laughs> Allen, he's never killing you. And he does have that same ceiling, but over the last few weeks, quarterback one, quarterback six, quarterback 13, quarterback 14, nine, 12. So it's like, he's never killing you, but he doesn't have, does he have the same ceiling as Rodgers? Do you think? I think there's, yeah. I I, I mean, they both mm, been a quarterback one. Close. How about, how, yeah, I think, I think he definitely has the opportunity mm-hmm. to get close. Um, yeah, but I mean. Gosh, yeah. You know what? I, I, I think he does. I think he does have that same ceiling because I think the ceiling for Aaron Rodgers is actually a lot lower than I think we would expect from someone like Aaron Rodgers in fantasy football. If that made any sense. Did I totally just no. sound Yeah, ridiculous? I got you. Okay. I mean, but his floor just seems so low. Like he used to have such a nice floor and now it's just like he can give you nothing. I think the issue with Aaron Rodgers right, right now is right. he's going through a similar thing like when – the Saints finally found a defense in a run game. Like you, it's hard when you can just rely on Alvin Kamara and now Latavius Murray to just run 75 yards down the field. And you don't really need to count on Drew Brees as much. You don't need, you know, the offense to come up with crazy yards and crazy plays because, you know, you've got a good defense that puts you in good spots. And I, like, I think that's sort of what Rogers Mm -hmm. is, is going through the, Defense has improved immensely, and you've got a really strong run game between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Like they, it's like a one-two punch. I feel like like Jamal Williams has gotten a lot better this year too. But Aaron Jones is killing it. So, but I do think I I just think people who've been relying on Josh Allen, he's been consistent. I think you just keep playing him, and this week you definitely have to temper expectations. He's not going to be the quarterback one again. Um, probably around the quarterback 10 to 14 is what you're hoping mm-hmm. for, but maybe just play uh, some higher upside guys elsewhere because. Right. He's going to be a really safe, safe play for you. If it, And that's, that's always, uh, that's always the staple that you should have on your team for sure. But Kate, just going back to what you said about what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers, there's two things wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Brian LaFleur, or Matt LaFleur, excuse me. Brian Flores, is Matt LaFleur. I just combined them into two crap, like one crappy coach made of two crappy individuals. Oh, uh, yeah. But his biggest issue that he has is his mustache. Let's be honest. That is what is giving him issues. What are we trying to, like, what are we trying, what are we trying to prove with that mustache? I, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. 
I feel like everyone who grows that mustache ends up sucking. Like Aaron Rodgers tried to do it and was terrible. Baker grew his mustache and was terrible. Like it's just never a good, it's never a good thing. For but did you see that him. Baker shaved the handlebars of his mustache? Yeah, and then he was he better. No, because he said he didn't deserve the oh handlebars. Oh my gosh. Anyways, you know who doesn't have a mustache? It's Josh Allen. And he has not thrown an interception in five games. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Josh Allen is such a little cutie. He was throwing a lot to start the season last five didn't games. Didn't I pick him up in that draft that we did on the podcast? I think Remember so. We, yes. we, we need to go back I and did. look at that. I do think so. I did. Josh Allen was my quarterback I picked up. Yes. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, we'll move on. That was quite a lengthy uh, discussion about Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers, but I could talk <laughs> the days against that boy. Next up, <laughs> Devin Singletary. So I guess another Buffalo versus Denver or Darius Geis. You were talking about him before we jumped on here versus Detroit. Which one are you going with? We have Detroit here, the worst run defense in the league, or at least giving up the most fantasy points to the running back position. And then Denver, who's been pretty stingy lately against Devin Singletary. Yeah, I'm give me Darius Geis here. And I'm not saying that simply because I have a vested interest in Darius Geis doing well this weekend. <laughs> um, it is because it's going up against the Lions. So they have allowed 10 touchdowns to like rushing touchdowns, seven receiving touchdowns, but there have been 62 red zone touches from running backs, 14 red zone targets to running backs. That I mean, give me those um red zone, end zone, give me all of that. Let me have those points. The Lions are are terrible. So yeah, no, I give me Darius guys, not only because I need him to do well, but on paper, that looks a lot, a lot better. Are you worried at all about Chris Thompson coming back? What if AP, I mean, AP is a little banged up, but you know, he always plays. Yeah. Right. So he, he should get involved a little bit. I think Chris Thompson, um, if he is back, which he has been practicing again in full, um, if he does come back, he's more going to be of a headache. Um, then, I think I just totally mixed up those words. He's going to be more of a headache than a legitimate fantasy threat per se. But of course, there's always going to be those um, those people snipering, you know, touches and looks away from the guy that you started because A, it's fantasy football and B, these are running backs by committee. But I think Darius Geis is, is kind of stepping forward. Somebody mentioned this to me on Twitter as well, is that they're really going to try to see what they have with Darius Geis. But I worry they're going to limit him because I don't want to hurt him again. But I don't know. Um, I... I just like his opportunity on paper this week. Now, if he has a bad matchup, I don't think he's one of those guys that's matchup proof. Um, but in this situation, I would choose Darius Geis over Devin Singletary for week. Honest four. question for you right now. Tell me the honest oh. truth. If he did not get that, <laughs> if he did not get that I one reception lie. for 45 yards in that touchdown, is anyone talking about playing him this week? So, because seven carries for 24 yards, another game with terrible yards per attempt, 3.4 without that reception that came pretty late in the game right right yeah um, yeah it did it did yeah, yeah 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 they were already getting pretty much manhandled um but again you're looking Redskins at here. like look at the look at the matchup detroit can't stop the run right now i totally yeah, get i think he would i think he would be in the conversation for this week um He's, he is firmly now an asset because of that one touchdown and because it came on a reception which i think is it's exciting. Maybe more impressive. Is, is, that, you know, is that what we want to go for? So I did come into so, this thinking I was going to pick Geis, right? But then I dug in a little deeper and it's like, okay, so we're definitely going matchup here over talent because when you look at 
Devin Singletary, since he's become the starter, over 68% of snaps in each of the last four games. He's averaging 6.3 yards, 4.7, 5.2, 5 yards per carry. And that's with a couple 20 carries and 15 carries, and he's still averaging that many yards per carry. So we're taking right. the the guy that's struggling on the ground just because of the better matchup over the guy that's that's a really good talent. Um Right. So there, there's one more thing I'll add for Darius guys. He only played 29% of the offensive mm-hmm. snaps last week because I think they were trying to not just like, Oh, thank you for coming back from injury here. Go die. You know, like yeah. we're throwing you to the wolves, yeah. you know, type of thing. So I think his, um, his snap percentage is going to increase now that they kind of got to look for him. He looks good. He's going to touch on, okay, now let's give him a, a, a bigger workload. So it's not just about the matchup too. Um, he is a talented running back. He, he did struggle. Yes, but he also didn't have the kind of volume I think he's going to have in week. 12. All right. I, he has a tough one. They're both good players. So. This is a really hard question for me. Like I really thought I was going guys and then I looked into it and now it's Singletary and then hearing you speak, I'm going back to guys. Like I can't decide. I know it's, ugh, I know it's like, it's a, basically a coin flip and they probably will both suck. So <laughs> that's really yeah, the honest truth. He better do well, or I'm going to be so <laughs> mad for not starting Jonathan Williams tonight. <laughs> I know. Well, Jonathan Williams is going to do nothing either. So it doesn't matter. Which okay, means good. he's now about to go Yeah. Off. That means he's about to go off. Cause whenever I say. Cause it's Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, I just, it's going to be one of the running backs that does half by decent or steals a touchdown. Like, but right. that could be it. All right. On the next one, we have one here. This is clearly like top talent versus a terrible matchup against a guy that's been really productive with a much better matchup. So we have Amari Cooper versus New England, who's Ooh. incredibly mm. hard to do anything against, or Jamison Crowder versus Oakland. Give me Crowder all day long. Yeah. He's Love Jamison Crowder. I know. He's been fantastic. I picked him up in my one of my main leagues uh, a few weeks ago, and I've had to play Jelly. him. Yeah, I've had to play him in my wide receiver, wide receiver two wide spot. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. <laughs> my wide receiver two spot lately. <laughs> Shut up. And He's going to hit wide receiver tweet. <laughs> I hate you. And it's been- tweet. Jameson Twowder. <laughs> I can say my arm. You told I told. Put a cat. <laughs> Shut up. Jamison Crowder. I'm going to correct myself here. Jamison Crowder as my wide receiver two. Okay. So I picked him up as my wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. And he's been fantastic for me. And that's where I'm going to end it because I can't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lauren, are you going Amari Cooper or Jamison Crowder? Oh, give me Jamison Crowder all day long. Um, this is going to be an incredibly difficult matchup for Amari Cooper. And one of the things that New England does best is shut down the number one threat of their opposing team. So I think that's going to be Amari Cooper. Unfortunately, um, that stinks. So, um, and just like you said, uh, Jamison Crowder has just gotten so much volume since Sam Darnold, you know, stopped seeing his ghosts and whatever, however point you want to make fun of him for it, whatever. And since he stopped like making out with teenagers and getting mono, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. He really, I don't know if he did that. Don't quote me there, people. I'm just There's making a lot a joke. of rumors going joke. around in the NFL right now. I know, right? Oh, Sam Darnold, you do it. <laughs> So I think after he started getting, you know, getting his feet, you know, under him, feeling more comfortable, um, he, he has become Jamison Crowder, meaning as has become such a, a reliable asset for him. Um, give me Crowder all day long, especially in PPR formats. Um, until that changes, I'm going to start him for sure. Just stinks with Amari Cooper's, um, Amari Cooper's matchup. It does week. suck. I love Amari Cooper. I feel like he's just, I, I'm so excited to see him having some success in an NFL offense for once. Ooh. And he was also banged up last week too, right? He was. So yeah, J- 
Amari Cooper's going into this week with a, a banged up knee. So that's not great. Only played 55% yeah. of snaps last week. Jamison Crowder, though, with Sam Darnold on pace. Are you ready for this? I don't think you're ready for this. I probably am not, but, you know, story of my life. <laughs> While playing with Sam Darnold in 2019 on pace for 1,113 yards, seven touchdowns, 103 receptions. 103 receptions is probably the best part of that. Dang you. That's like Michael Thomas yeah. numbers. That's, That's insane. amazing. The yards, maybe not so much, but those receptions and PPR is like, it, he's a cheat code, basically. Without yeah. Sam Darnold, yeah, I, he's on pace for uh, 43 receptions for 400 yards. <laughs> Zero touchdowns. Ooh. Right. So my Pomeranian could play better without yes, Sam Darnold, 100%. is what you're saying. Okay, it's crazy that Crowder is okay. definitely the guy to own in... In New York. Not what we would have expected going into this year. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed with Robbie Anderson going into this year. I quickly realized it's a Jameson Crowder show. Yeah, but, me too. Um, actually, I, it took Ugh. me a long time to learn my Robbie Anderson lesson. Like, way too long. Oh, girl. I'm still learning that lesson. It, you oh, did say you still me. have him on your roster. Oh, like, he's... he should not be on your roster. I do. I know, but I'm just like waiting to <laughs> it's be never like, gonna happen. no, I should have started him. And it's never going to happen. Just let me have my dream. It's going to happen when he's on your bench and then you're going to play him the next week and then he's going to screw you. Actually, I probably won't. I'll just keep him on my bench just because I don't want anyone else to have him just in okay. case he blows up against me. That would, that that would hurt, hurt yeah. even more. That would hurt <laughs> it would be a lot. horrific. <laughs> yes, it would. But like, okay, so we're saying here that we would play Jameson Crowder over Amari Cooper, who Amari Cooper has the most ridiculous ceiling, I think, maybe out of any wide yeah. receiver in the league besides like Mike Evans and Amari Cooper have that insane ceiling that can just win you an entire week. Um, are you really ready to sit a guy that has gone for 226 yards and a touchdown in a game this year, has gone for over 100 yards and a touchdown in four games this year? Like, you, you're okay with sitting him? Again, I know it's against New England. You feel that strongly against New England's defense that you you would play a guy like Crowder just because he's safer. Yes, I would. Um, but that is going to be completely conditional because you may be in a position where you need that high upside and you need that ceiling and he may be able to get it for you. And if you're in that position where you have to play him because you don't have any other options, I mean, well then there you go. Um, and I'm going to be totally hypocritical about what I said about Keenan Allen again, because he's like the only <laughs> one I will just ignore his stats and just look at his name. Um, but in this situation, because I don't have Amari Cooper or any shares of Amari Cooper, I feel like it's a lot easier for me to say, yes, I would sit him. I think it would be a lot harder if you were on my team for yeah. sure. Um, but if I need safety, I would try to look for upside at different positions um, than I would looking for upside from Amari Cooper for that. So reason. let's say, but it is hard. So I'm looking at this and I, I love them both this week. I'm thinking like what we were just talking about Josh Allen, right? If we're playing Josh Allen versus Denver, where we think, you know, he might struggle a little bit, but he should give you some safe points. Then there I'm going Amari Cooper. But if I have a Lamar Jackson that I know is going to go off every week, then there I'd go Jamison Crowder. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're you're playing the floor versus the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's... Because I know Lamar Jackson is going to be boom like every week. So I'm going with the safe wide receiver. The guy, yeah. Josh Allen, might struggle a bit. So I want to go with the boom wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I, I see you on that. I think this might be a Randall Cobb okay. game though. That's kind of what I what I'm afraid of from Amari Cooper's standpoint because he's hurt because he's going to be taken away by that New England defense. They're not struggling for other people to catch the ball, um, so I don't necessarily think it's going to be um, a huge amount of volume for him. Because okay, of that. so I know since you just said Cobb, people are going to be wondering about Gallup. 
How do, right. how do you feel about Gallup this week? Um, another, it's interesting situation. Um, if I, oh God, that's hard. Um, I am like 80% okay. It would depend on who else I have and who else I, I could possibly put in for him. I don't love it though, because of that matchup. I really, really, really don't love it. And I don't love Randall Cobb. I don't love, um, Michael Gallup. I don't love Amari Cooper. Um, it's just one of those games I'm really glad I don't have any shares in so that I don't have to freak out about it. Um, and if I did have shares in them, I would be nervous going into this matchup and try to pivot away from a guy like Randall Cobb, even though I think this could be a good game for him. I don't have the confidence that it will be. See what I'm saying? So it could be, I I don't have enough confidence to be like, plug him in your lineup against the best damn defense in the league. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's yeah, tough. It just it's really sucks. tough. Yeah. How about Will yeah. Fuller or Michael Gallup? I would take Michael Gallup in that situation. And the reason why I know everyone's going to be listening to this after he plays tonight, but the reason I say that is because guys, (laughs) right. Some like guys coming off of injury, um, that aren't a must start like Will Fuller. I do not believe is a must start if he's healthy. Um, a T Y Hilton, I believe is a must start if he's healthy because he's Uh T Y Hilton, but guys coming back off of injury, especially this year. Um, I can't really rattle all the names off the top of my head, but look at James Connor. Um, it's just, they either don't do well. I know, right? I have him in like almost every league. It broke my heart. Probably because of so, me. I'm very sorry. How dare you? I thought we were friends. Yeah. <sighs> I'm kidding. Um, I worry about- He's been fantastic. He's just been hurt. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I worry about his injury. I worry about re-injury um, limitations. And I think if anything, he's going to be a big decoy for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I would not play Will Fuller this week. Okay. I I agree with you. I do have to play him in one of my dynasties, but I feel like dynasty is a little different. Like sometimes you just get stuck in these crazy situations. Like I had to play Kendrick Bourne last week in a dynasty league. He actually got me a touchdown. So I was going to say, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I picked up Kendrick Bourne in my ballers writers league because I have Emmanuel Sanders and nobody else left for me to really grab that could have an option if, if Emmanuel Sanders doesn't go. So all right. Well, we have two more of these to get to, but I only want to talk about one in depth because we're running out of time here and I want you to talk about your plays of the week. Um, so I'm okay. going to have you just, you decide which one you want to get in depth about. So we have Sutton versus John Brown or Devonte Parker versus Tyrell Williams. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Let's talk about Parker and Williams because I, okay, sounds I feel, good. okay. So this is going to be kind of tough. Before we get into that one, you tell us who you'd play over Cortland Sutton over John Brown, just super quick. Cortland uh, Sutton has Buffalo. John Brown is against Denver. So they're in the same game there. John Brown for upside. Cortland okay. Sutton, if you need some safe points. Okay. I like that. This is the only one that can catch. The can ball. I give us a, a fun stat? Yep. If I can get through it. <clears throat> no. Each of those wide receivers have had four touchdowns, two 100-yard games, and one multiple touchdown game. Very interesting. Huh. Corlin Sun actually so has been like, better with Brandon Allen than he has been with. Right? Uh, but for real, though, he has been better <laughs> yeah. uh, with Allen than Joe yeah. Flacco. I mean, it's a smaller sample size. Okay, but to right. get into uh, the next one that we want to talk about in depth, Devontae Parker, he's yes. going up against Cleveland, mm-hmm. who now has Denzel Ward back, Grady Williams back for the last couple of weeks. They've been pretty hot. Or Tyrell Williams versus the New York Jets, who are giving up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers in the league. Okay, so this is going to be another pick just like it was um, Cortland Sutton and John Brown. Um, If you need some upside, I like Tyrell Williams a little bit better. I think if you need some safety, I would go with Devontae Parker. 
Um, Tyrell Williams is that touchdown dependent guy. Uh, the one that seems to be that kind of Jamison Crowder-esque role is Hunter Renfro. Um, I like Tyrell Williams for that big play um, touchdown type of guy. So if you need upside, go Williams. Um, but if you need someone who is going to give you those guaranteed points that you are going to need, not necessarily looking for a huge play, which we all are, it's fantasy football. But I think for safety, I would go Devontae Parker here, which is absolutely insane that we're even talking about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I know. And I do get that he's safe. Um, he definitely doesn't have the upside, I don't think, at all this week against the Cleveland right. defense. Cleveland has not given up uh, more than 80 yards to any wide receiver since week three. Um, like I said, they have their two corners back. They're missing them for a while and they just seem to be, their defense just seems to be clicking a bit more. So I do think Devontae Parker can have a fine game, can have a fine game, but I do think we're getting a little bit, our judgment's getting a little cloudy from this last game. Yes. He had a, he had a fantastic game, 135 yards. But before that, I mean, you have to go all the way back to week four before he had 70 yards again. Like, yeah, that's a long right. time ago. You're looking at a guy who has also had four touchdowns in the last seven yeah. games. Which is but if he doesn't great. get touchdowns, he's going to massively disappoint you, probably. So is Tyrell Williams, though. Oh, yes. for sure. For sure. So that's yeah. what I wanted to talk so. about. Uh, Tyrell Williams, I mean, he's going up against the Jets, who are giving up a ton of points to the wide receiver position. But he is definitely that same type of guy where he's pretty much touchdown or miss. Right. Yeah. So... I think I go with a matchup here since they're pretty similar players. I think I would go with the matchup with Tyrell Williams and you're saying the same thing. I, I, exactly. Um, I, I, I don't think either are a horrible play. Um, I personally, I, I don't know. I, I think I do lean Tyrell Williams just because it's the dolphins and Devonkey, Devonkey, Devonkey Parker, <laughs> so that Devonkey. Jameson Twatter. Yeah. Jameson Twitter machine. Um, yeah. Tyrell Williams. I give up. <laughs> But uh, also Ryan Fitzpatrick's banged up and he's questionable to play. That's something we also have to worry about because if Josh Rosen is in, I don't know. I'm not as excited. He was still getting yeah, targeted. No, I'd run but, as far away as like with my hair on fire. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, looking at, yeah, he just definitely was not as good with Rosen looking back at those games. He was he still was getting touchdowns though. He was still getting touchdowns. Just I mean, not. I think he's, he's definitely a cornerstone of that offense. They don't have anybody else. So I, like I think that's they the... have Kalen Balage, girl. Watch it. <laughs> like if he's <laughs> Kalen Balage is on yeah. your roster, get rid of him. What are you doing? Oh my god, he literally he literally cannot get more than like two point one five receiving yards per attempt, and I think it's like just over one yard. A he carry. had no, uh, he had yard. nine carries or nine carries for nine yards. I'm pretty sure. All right, we're gonna get into your. Uh, we want to get into your favorite players for week 12. So give us, give us a couple here. Who's your favorite quarterback on the week for week 12? My favorite quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Okay. I want, I I want the shares of Baker Mayfield this week. I love him. Like we were just talking about this, this game in Miami. Um, in, is it in Miami or is it in Cleveland? Um, yeah, it's in Cleveland. in Cleveland. Sorry, I said in Miami. I meant against Miami. Whatever. I really like Baker Mayfield. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty good game for him. And piggybacking off of that, I like um, OBJ. Um, if OBJ cannot score a touchdown in this game, we need to be in like severe panic mode. And because I couldn't decide between OBJ or like revenge for Jarvis Landry, I like both of those plays a lot. So... OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield. I love that stack um, going into this matchup against Miami, who's just god-awful. For my running back, we already talked about him, but Darius Geis. I do like him against the Lions, who are just bleeding points to running backs. I love Darius Geis. I'm going to keep that in my head and make sure that he 
gets this via osmosis through my energy going through the atmosphere into Darius Geis to score lots of points and touchdowns for me. For a tight end, I love, speaking of the Jets, um, I love, how did we get on like Miami and Jets and Browns? Like, how did we get to this place in fantasy football? I love Ryan Griffin. Yes. Um, the tight end position is an absolute dumpster fire right now. I love Ryan Griffin for the Jets. He has been proving himself um, reliable um, in PPR. He scores touchdowns. He is Mr. Dependable right now. I love Ryan Griffin. And for a defense special teams, guys, Atlanta, they are going to just eat Jamison Winston alive. They're going to be like, oh, what a yummy snack. Like, they're, seriously, it's going to be bad. Um, I understand on paper it looks like this is a great matchup for Jameis Winston. I am staying as far away from Jameis Winston this weekend as humanly possible. Atlanta's defense has gotten so much better the last two weeks. I think they've had, is it like four sacks each game last two weeks? I think they have eight sacks in the last two weeks. I don't know. I could totally be lying, but I love Atlanta's defense and they're probably on the waiver wire if they haven't been picked up already, obviously. Um, Yeah. My father is smiling with the biggest smile he's ever had because for some reason he hates Winston and Evans and Papa Michelle. (laughs) I will be telling everyone this week to play Winston and Evans. So we'll see. We'll see who wins this one. Lauren. See, and I have, I know I have Jameis Winston and I really, really was like, oh my gosh, he's going to do great. And then I went back and I looked at how good Atlanta's defense has been the last two weeks. Since the bye. But like Kyle Allen. And I think, I think the saints are just caught off guard because you know, Divisional games can always get gross, and those were two divisional games. But like Kyle Allen, it was right. Kyle Allen. Lauren, give me. But it's Jameis Winston. I know, he throws I know, I like know. he gets sacked like eight hundred times a game, and he he doesn't even have to throw an interception. His receivers will make sure it gets intercepted oh, for that him. Ball so up, even baby. he can't even help himself getting intercepted. It's horrible. Like poor guy. So. I'm staying away from him because I'm really afraid of what the Atlanta's D is going to do to Jameis Winston. Even though I don't like it, I'm actually playing Sam Darnold over Jameis Winston, and I don't know how much I love it. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Okay, okay. Now, tell me how conf- – like, I have a dynasty league where I have TJ Hawkinson. I have OJ Howard, which I thought was, like, the guaranteed yeah. play of the year. And I was just, uh, I had Chris Herndon, which I thought was also a a stellar play this year Mm -hmm. in my IR spot. I loved him in the offseason. He had the audacity to get injured. (sighs) Jerk. Seriously. So I was able to pick up Ryan Griffin for free on waivers. Amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Do I play TJ Hawkinson or Ryan Griffin? Griffin. He's been on fire. Ryan Griffin. Uh, I would play Ryan Griffin. Um, I worry about TJ Hawkinson being, as Jason Moore calls him, TJ Droppinson. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I like Ryan Griffin better. But um, I think they're both good options at tight end, but I do like Ryan Griffin They both better. have the same floor. I mean, they both have a floor of doing absolutely nothing, and then Griffin showed us, like, he has a way higher ceiling. I know Hawkinson had week one, but besides that, Griffin has showed us that he's a lot more involved in his offense, and Hawkinson is just... Both their floors are nothing, so go with a guy that's actually involved in their offense. Love and it, you don't have to have Jeff Driscoll throwing you the ball. I mean, Sam Darnold hasn't looked oh, a ton God. better, but actually he's looked okay lately. He has. The last couple of weeks he's gotten a lot better. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today on the Ball Blast podcast. Let everyone know where they can find you and your work. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's always a ball blast when I get to be on here oh. with you. Oh, that was so cheesy, but I don't care. You guys can find me at Stepmom Lauren. It's my first name, L-A-U-R-E-N. I'm on Twitter, guys. I have my own website, stepmomlauren.com. I'm on Facebook. Come ask me questions. I love chatting with you. Except if I do a really bad job on your um, like fantasy lineup, then it's not my fault. 
agree. It, it it's never, never our fault. It is never the fault. Of <laughs> no the matter how much I yell at you to do something, it's never my fault, right? Yeah. I'm just kidding. All right. That is it with stepmom Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We are so excited for you, girl. Keep on doing your thing. If you haven't checked out Lauren's work, please do so. She is absolutely awesome. She does great work with the fantasy footballers. She does plenty of Twitter live uh, fireside chats where she answers your questions. Oh, yeah. I'm in there like every time. She does a Wednesday and Friday live uh, Twitter chats. Yeah. Go in there. Ask your questions. She's super... Um, super knowledgeable, super awesome. She will get, she will answer every one of your questions. So go into there. Yeah. And, uh, we are on Sunday mornings at 11 AM. Don't miss us for coffee and conclusions. We, we will answer every single one of your start sick questions. We don't miss any. So it's not like you have to beat anyone out. We will answer every single one. And we have Matthew Betts on to, um, ask or we ask him about the injuries and who he feels comfortable playing who he yes. doesn't so very uh very informational informative no informative informative, <laughs> informative. also yeah. matthew betts uh follow him on twitter at the fantasy pt you can find his work also on the fantasy footballers and the fantasy red shirts podcast with matt okada give them a follow good luck in week 12 y'all bye bye